Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson Kevin here, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast. So glad you joined us here today. We are in the message of endurance this month, and today we're going to talk about uh, why we need to understand God's timing and ask the question, why do we have to wait so long sometimes for our purpose to come to pass? All right, let's listen in. Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Well, I pray you are doing well today here on Tuesday, January 17, 2023. I pray you've had a great day so far, whether it be morning, noon, evening, or even if you're not listening on the exact day of this podcast, we thank you for being a part of this ministry and receiving the words that the Lord gives us to encourage you. My whole goal in doing these podcasts is to build you up. Again, I apologize for the quality of the audio. Probably I'm having to record through my computer. I'm on the, I'm in the nations. I'm in Germany. Uh, ministering here, had an amazing time in Slovakia over the weekend doing a prophetic school. And now we're back in Germany, uh, just really just part, trying to partner with the body, the ecclesia here to advance this apostolic nation and their purpose in the earth. So thank you for your prayers and those that are keeping up with our ministry as we do this work. Well, the Lord put it on my heart to have the theme of endurance, perseverance for the month of January. And uh, I, I'm not doing that just to have a topic. Uh, I, I believe the Lord commissioned it. And the reason I believe he has clearly is that we are going into a very difficult season and, and endurance will be a big part of what we're doing. You know, I was reading in Luke chapter 6 and Jesus said, if you come to me and hear my words and you act on them, you're like the one who builds on the rock. And uh, when the storms come, you will not be tossed away, nor will you be shaken. And so as a prophetic people, which we are, we come to the Lord. We do. We all do. And we try to hear him. And then if we're good servants, if we're good children and we love him, in our relationship, we act on those words. There's this assurance that God has given us that no matter what comes our way, storms, and we are entering in a season of storms. I, I wish I could tell you it's going to be different, but that's not what the Lord's saying. And uh, so I want to prepare a people. I want to be a part of preparing a people, even myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to the very words I'm saying because I need them as well for the coming storm and knowing that if I hear him and I do what he says, I can survive the coming storm. And I want to tell the story, use the story of David. 
and talk about timing. Why, why, Lord, do we have to wait so long? You know, David gets the prophetic word that he's going to be the king of Israel. Uh, don't know exactly how he responded to that word, but it was clear that he knew his purpose and his destiny. And then you have this demonized king, Saul, uh, which really complicates the whole situation. You know, it seems like it would be so much simpler to remove Saul and put King David in his place, but God has purpose in the delay, in the waiting. And I want to speak to that as an insight, a prophetic insight to you today on how to walk out your purpose as well. And we're going to need this for the days ahead. And uh, as we see this, this murderous characteristic of Saul, um, you know, and he's, he's lost his mind and he's coming after David. Uh, you know, David was, you know, the youngest of his family and he moves his entire family to a foreign country to, and, and gets into political exile just to settle down and to wait uh, for his time to come and you know, there are times that you got to step out of something and just wait on the Lord, and you don't know why all uh, the reasons are for the wait. So God's anointed David as king, and so it's God's job to fulfill that. But, you know, he knew politically, David did, that he had to wait for King Saul to be removed. He wasn't going to do a coup and overthrow him. One of the main reasons God was waiting was for David to be ready, for David to get his relationship with God even deeper so that he could be king over Israel. Now, I want you to catch that concept. Many times the waiting for your opportunity is for that very reason, that you go into a deeper relationship with the Lord. David knew God, and so do you. Uh, from his time of tending sheep, he learned you know, so much about the Lord. And then even more after he took out Goliath. And it's not that he was ignorant of God. There was just some facets of God that he did not know. And you and I have to understand that that's part of the process is that we need all the attributes of God to carry out our call. And so part of the waiting is for us to learn those facets. So God sends a prophet this uh, sends a prophet to the land to have David come back through Judah. Judah was his home state, but it was a pretty unhealthy place for him. So he went to uh, the forest of Horeth, and then he just laid low there. And since it was such a small country, it wasn't long before all, everybody knew he was there, and then all the social misfits come out to him for help. I mean, they knew he was, this is the dude that took out Goliath, you know. And then he gets word that Saul was on his way, and he, he panics a bit, and he, called, he calls on the priest to seek the Lord to confirm whether or not Saul was coming. And the priest confirm it and tell David that he would betray him. So he took out, and, you know, he has a three-day head start. And the next time Saul came after him, you know, there was a little less warning they were only a few hundreds of yards apart, and David almost got caught. And then we see another episode, the third time David caught Saul in a cave trying to relieve himself. 
each time he had one of these close calls, it caused David to do one thing, and that's to grow in relationship with God and to have his faith increased. Every time he survived, his faith was increased. And then finally, there was a fourth encounter, and David marched in the middle of the camp at night, took his spear and the water bottle. You know the story. And he wasn't harmed. Think about how far David had come since he ran. <laughs> Remember, he ran to go into political asylum, and now he's walking into the camp right next to Saul. See, this is part of the development of his character. Then he moves to another city, sets up a camp with some 600 people, and David then moves into this dangerous task. He's, he becomes a double agent. He pretends to go over and serve the Philistine king to be in the court of the king and, and, and to act as like he's an anti-Judah person. And he would go out and raid Philistine communities and come back and tell the king that he had raided Judean communities. You know, this required that he kill everyone to keep the secret. He did this for years, living in the most dangerous life that you could live while God continued to build his faith. Let me tell you something. When you're doing stuff that just doesn't seem you know, normal, remember God is building your faith when you're in obedience to him. See, we are a people of God, and we as a, as a people, we, it's, no, it's not unusual, but we desire safety. Most all Christians will plead with God to create a safety place, a place of safety for them. The problem with this philosophy is that God in his history of his, of his all creation has never bought into this idea of safety first. You know, and I'm, I'm as guilty as any. I love everything to be normal in my flesh. My flesh does. For many that desire to be great in the kingdom and be used by God, it's always required them to live in a place uh, where it's not safe and they have to re re rely and depend on God's intervention and provision many times. And so no longer, uh, you know, do they have safety, but more importantly, they no longer fear the lack of it. Stepping out there, you know, a safe place, you know, Sometimes I'll go into a, a meeting or a place to speak into somebody, and the safety is to have all my notes and have everything, you know, line upon line. I'm not saying you shouldn't be prepared, but there are times when I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm supposed to speak, and I just go in there with a lack, without a lack of safety and just say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you, and God is always faithful to speak. You know, we all love to hear the stories of the missionaries and, and who do such things, Yet those who share those stories uh, will actually tell you it was a very long journey to get to that place. I always remind anybody who listens to stories from a minister, you know, telling all the miracles, signs, and wonders. What they don't tell you is those stories sometimes are months and years apart. And you think it's a normal daily occurrence, and it's not. You know, you may have outpourings, you know, here and there, but then you go months when it's dry and difficult. God's developing that character. I think they owe it to you to tell you that part of the story as well. And uh, meanwhile, when you're in a place where there's not safety, uh, you learn so many things. Uh, you can learn thousands of lessons, and that's what David was learning. If God has put you in such a place, it's because he's growing and grooming you for greatness. Did you hear me? For greatness. 
learn to look at his intervention rather than whine about his, your lack of safety. <laughs> so this is where we get back to, are we walking by faith and not by sight? Because sight uh, can push us to a place where we're looking for places of safety. There are times it is the enemy that, that we have to learn to drive, with the enemy, I'm sorry, that we have to learn to drive him back. But when God does it to you, all you can do is surrender to it. That's what David had to do. This is the future God is going to want you to do, uh, in, is to do these great exploits. And you have to trust him without wavering in the face of, his, of this lack of safety. This faith is, is that the others, most others will not walk in because they don't want to go through it. And, uh, and the way you went through to get where you are, or, or you don't want to go through what they did to get where they are. David did all this with peace of mind. And he went through the entire process of letting his character develop, enduring, uh, persevering, uh, when it was uh, a place you'd want to just stay in safety. And I understood that. You know, you've been to En Gedi. If you've been to En Gedi uh, down in the desert, it's a place of safety at some level, but it also means you're, you're not exactly where you need to be. David wasn't called to hide in the caves of En Gedi. He was called to sit on the throne of Israel. That was his call. And so his move to greatness went through En Gedi, and the timing was uh, the Lord waiting for him to have the character to go from man scared and hiding to a man that was bold and would walk upon his enemy and without fear show the power of God and then have the, also the restraint not to act in the flesh. I think that's one of the best parts of the story of David there is that he could have killed Saul. He could have uh, you know, ascended to the throne earlier but, as he said, touch not thy anointed. And he realized that God was developing something in him. And when the time came for David to, to ascend to the throne, he did. And, you know, if you didn't know the backstory, you think, well, he got prophesied, went, went for a little season, and the next thing you know, he's king. That's not how it worked. He had to go through the process. And I want you to understand that. When you wonder why you're having to wait, why the doors are not opening, why the opportunity is not coming to you, I guarantee you the main reason, if not the only reason, is that your character be developed and that you can carry the weight of that position. So, Father, I pray for everybody today that's listening to this podcast. Lord, I know this isn't a, a, a message that tickles the ear, but, Lord, it's a message that we need in this hour. And, Lord, for the greatness of the people that are listening today, and I know them, and I know you have a great call in your life. I pray that they would embrace this work of waiting and preparing their relationship with you and fall in love with you and getting the character fulfill their call. I pray they embrace that with all their heart. In the name of Yeshua, be with them, Father. Amen and amen. All right, let's come back tomorrow. Well, thanks for listening, each and every one of you. Remind you, as I said last week, we're planning a trip to Israel in May. We'll put more details there out to come, but pray about it. 
We're going to Europe first, and then we will go to Israel. A little bit longer trip than normal, but it has a great purpose. Don't forget all our applications, our website, uh, christiancentersreport.com, as well as our app. You can give there. You can read with us. You can do so many things on our applications. Thank you, and God bless you. I speak life over you for the days ahead. All right, see you tomorrow.